Hey, Gabe. Yes, Daniel. What do you think C is for? Oh, my mind went to the wrong place. <laughs> I was honestly going to do, like, honestly, I came up, I thought of something and I was like, I know what we're doing. And then immediately before I, I after I clapped to start this thing, I was like, that's not even a joke. <laughs> I was going to say C is for cold open. It could have been like, it could have hit S for start the theme music. Yeah, start the theme music would have made sense. Also, it would have been like S is better than H the theme music. H would be for start the theme, hit the theme, hit the music. theme music. Shit the theme music. Shit the theme music. Shit the theme music. Hey, 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 Gabe. Yes, Daniel. I'm just going to cut this on. Gabe, mm-hmm. uh, guess what S stands for? What, Daniel? Start the theme music. Nice. Dynamite. That's you know. That's absolute how podcast dynamite. That's how we do it, man. You know. That's 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 the name of the game. Ring 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 ring. Who's Earwolf that? calling. Earwolf. Oh my god. I I know of you guys. Hey, we we heard that dynamite intro you did. Cold open. Greatest I've ever heard. And we want you, but not that Gabe fellow. All right. So like, I'll just kind of like slip out and just kind of like pretend tell him uh, tell him I'm, I'm I've gone out for cigarettes. Mm-hmm. All right. That's the plan. Makes sense. Hey, Gabe. Yes. Daniel. Uh, I'm going out for cigarettes. Cool, dude. Also, eat shit, you motherfucker. Oh. Welcome, dear listener readers. Hello, everyone. To Slow Readers. Your weekly fast-paced literature podcast. Brought to you by Top Count Radio. Here, the conversation is always on books. It's always on reading. It's always on words on the page. It's always on being slightly tired. It's always on mysteries. It's always on going from uh, 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 invisible socks to long-length socks in a matter of two days. <laughs> it, it is quite strange. Yeah. It was a beautiful day today, though. It, yeah, yesterday was nice, too, um, after it started raining. But... You know, these, these windy Los Angeles November days. Yeah, you get one of them, like, every, like, season, maybe. Yeah. This is expliteriture at its finest. We're the, we're the fucking bad boys the of bad comedy boys. literature podcasting. Hey, look, you know, in, like, the, the literary world, full of Moby Dicks, your 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 uh, the Be- the Bennett sisters, mm-hmm. like we're the Joker, mm. you know. That's 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 the best way to describe us. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and, and, and you know what? And this... we're not even like the good. We're like Leto Jokers. We're like we're total Leto Joker. We're Absolutely. Leto Jokers. We're we damaged. Be. Oh my god, we we both have huge facial tattoos. Uh, I well... can't wait for him to be in the Justice League like Snyder cut. <laughs> I, I can't wait. I can't cannot wait. wait for it, Gabe. If, yes, you're, if you were to have one atrocious tattoo on your forehead, mm-hmm. like absolutely going for like rock bottom without being like uh-huh. the N word, you know, <laughs> what, what, yeah. what would it what would it be? I like? think damaged has to be really close. That has to be like <laughs> the most embarrassing, like really tacky thing you could have tattooed on your head. Like mm-hmm. I, I can think of very few other things that would make me cringe more. If you had a swastika tattooed to your forehead, I'd be like, well, he has his That reasons. guy stands for something. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> He really, really, like, he's willing to give himself to a cause I may not agree with, but the guy who has damage tattooed on his forehead, I'm like, God, you're just fucking trash. You are just shit. Yeah, I I think uh, my mine would, would be Joker. <laughs> yep, maybe that's worse, actually. All right. Um, uh, speaking of which, who are you, young sir? Hello, everyone. My name is Gabe Mara. I'm a comedian every now and again. I'm a writer and a podcast producer, and maybe, depending on how times go, I'll be serving you sandwiches in Highland Park. I don't know. Hey. Yeah. Co-host, who are you? Uh, I'm hungry. Yeah. Uh, I'm a... Want to get pizza? I'm a... Sp- 
speculative fiction writer named Daniel Gonzalez. Yeah. I am completely thrown off because of food. Yep. Um, and I'm also an audio producer, editor, writer, and an author of speculative fiction. Wow, I got that whole thing wrong. Do you, you see really? How... I thought you were doing a whole new intro. No. Do you see like that whole thing is just entirely muscle memory. Like I don't think about it. I yeah. just do it. Mm-hmm. So like the moment there was a hiccup, like I just said the words anyway, even though I'm repeating myself. Yeah, I know. I don't. For, like oh. for me though, um, it's like rehearsing mentally what I'm gonna say to the barber because I don't want to step like mess up talking to the barber. So I still think every now and again about the comedian etc. thing. Oh, I, I I don't. I, I, I rehearse it. I literally do not think. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll change like the, the 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 style of writing that I do just because yep. it's like so I've heard of upmarket fiction, upmarket speculative fiction. I am that. That's you. <laughs> that is. You are um. You are the master of the UMF. Yes, that is a thing. U USF. Upmarket up market speculative fiction. I don't know. Uh, technically, calling it speculative fiction isn't even a thing. It would it'd just be upmarket fiction. Sure. Uh, and on honest, that really note, definitely, please, if you have one second, dedicate it to writing a review for us on iTunes, on mm-hmm. Apple Podcasts, or give us some stars, whatever. Just take the time to give us some of your kind words, maybe even your mean words. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. really care. We just want to hear from you because it's the best way to let our show grow. Yeah. Like, the two best responses we've had has been someone reaching out to me on Twitter saying, hey, I wrote a review. You haven't read it. And that's because we don't see, like, the UK reviews, mm-hmm. apparently. So, like, he reached out. We saw it. It was great. Uh, he's our new uh, uh, podcast best friend. Felix Taylor, our new best friend. Felix Taylor. And uh, I've also had an email sent directly to me. Yes. Uh, that said, I'm going to beat you up. Sent yes. by former Gladiator American Nitro. Gladiator. Real name, author, podcaster, and like uh, like self, self-improvement self guru. Yeah. Dan Clark. Daniel Lee Clark. Daniel, who wants Nitro. to beat us. He's going to beat us all up, including Dr. Phil on the East Coast. Yeah. Daniel, yeah. what if we like, I feel like what we should do is we need to get like nitro on the podcast like this is a must we're gonna do f dying and what i think we should do once once mr clark good sir once you come on our show mm-hmm. let's just have you be daniel that like you have you do the entire intro and everything and mm-hmm. then we introduce this daniel in front of me um gonzalez as the special guest Okay, so Dan Dan Clark is going to be the co-host yes and i'll be the guest yes and i'll notice nothing all right no, I, I i i'm down with that i bet it'll be like coherent <laughs> uh, i still haven't listened to uh the gladiator way but i'm sure it's a uh, you know really, i'm sure it's fine really good i bet it's a good time that's probably more up your jam yeah probably but... i like self-help yeah uh, Daniel, do we have any new reviews this week no fuck you guys fuck, fuck you fuck, fuck you you, guys. you fucking God failed us damn it. we counted on one thing we asked you to do one fucking thing what, what do we tell them to do again we tell them to go on goddamn fucking apple podcast yeah it's two button presses and just write a fucking review jesus and like how many times have we told them this? Fucking every week. Fucking Twice an episode sometimes. Every week. And you know what? It, uh, it has happened before. It has you know? happened. People have written reviews because we've asked for reviews. Yeah. And you know what? It, it, I, go, I go to bed at night and I cry. Yeah. I wait and I wait every week. The highlight of my week is asking Daniel, do we have any reviews? And when he just throws that no in my face, mm-hmm. like all those girls in high school, uh-huh. then you know what? I just I just feel small again. You I, all make me feel small. And I dress like those girls in high school. You really do. Yeah. I go back to like uh, early double aughts fashion yeah, Ugg boots Ugg boots juicy sweatpants uh, braids in my hair yeah tie-dye shirts yeah tie-dye shirts I, I I dress like that and I tell Gabe no yeah and then I just like my, my puka shell necklace collapses like mm. Martha Wayne when she gets shot Martha Martha this is what happens when we have a month and a half of only guest appearances yeah and then it's just the two of us in a room again Martha, Martha. damaged <laughs>
<laughs> I'm trying to. Why is he showing damage? Martha, damaged, damaged. <laughs> sweet, sweet Christ. All right. So that said, there's no guest. Us being no over. guest. Um, just us. It feels weirdly off. It's your boys. Yeah, it's gonna be. So of course, this one's gonna be under an hour, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of being an under hour. Uh, we yeah. have a we have a book to talk about. We do, Gabriel. Yeah. Uh, you you've kind of selected this book. Kind of. A, a little. Yeah. It's, it's you have the book. You yes. own it. The, I I decided to read it after I found the beautiful copy of it at uh at our favorite used bookstore in the area, the Iliad Bookshop. The Bliliad. The Bliliag. Yes. And Gabriel, what what is this book that you randomly bought because you saw it used and you bought it? I selected. A is for Alibi by Sue Grafton, mm. the first in the Kinsey and Milhone series. Yes. AK, First of his name. A.K.A. that alphabet murder alphabet mystery series. that you're like, what is that? I see like all the moms read them. Yeah. Like, uh, I, you know, I should actually play a game with you. One second. Oh, a um, game already? Real quick. Yes. Uh, because uh, everyone has seen these books. Like yes. they're in like grocery stores or in supermarkets. They're, they're very, very popular. Airports and everything like that. Like this is like quintessential airport book. Yeah. Like. Uh, uh, not to get too far ahead, is this considered like a cozy mystery? No. Okay. Uh, they know cozy mystery by definition is like, usually a very low stakes. Yeah, very like even lower. Like like guys. cute low stakes. If there's if there's murder, it's very very fluffy still. Like you know there there aren't I think in cozy mysteries <laughs> scenes where our protagonist is like hiding in trash of her pants off about to shoot a man in the heart. Yeah. So, I don't think so. Like, I made a joke last week. A cozy mystery is like, who stole Nana's fudge? I I feel like I've I've read, like, descriptions of books being described as uh, cozy mysteries. But they were like, but they sound like... Like a plot kind of like this a little bit. Yeah, I think like Carl Hiasen almost like he just he he toes that line but never does straight up cozy. But they might as well be in my opinion. All right, here's the game I want to do. Okay, Daniel. All right, I'm gonna pick a letter of the alphabet. Sure. I want you to guess what these what the title is because okay. for example the book we're covering today the first book of the mm-hmm. series A is for alibi. Yes. So for example if I say. Uh, F is for friends who do things together. U is for you and me. Yeah. N is for anytime, anywhere <laughs> at all. Like, down here in the deep blue sea. That's not how you spell you, but... <laughs> yeah. Hey, U is for you and me, and it's yeah. like, that's actually not how you spell that you. That is Spongebob, I'll have you know. Okay. Spongebob doesn't know what he's talking about. He okay. really doesn't. Gabriel. Yeah. N is for... <laughs> Don't say the N word. Don't say the N word. <laughs> Let's see. Um, N is for... Um, What would that be? Let's see. It's, Maybe it's night. It's probably the hardest one. Nightcap. Yeah. No. Um, no. 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 Not not night nor nightcap. Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, close. <laughs> yeah, but that's almost it. All right. How about this? You're not gonna get this one. It's like the one that would be difficult. Okay. Noose. Oh, well, it, it, all right. You yeah, but you won't, you probably wouldn't have gotten it right away. No, right? that's I think it's also a tribute to her father. Okay, so. T is for titties. Yeah. Yes. I wish. Um. Um. T is for thief. No. T is for tattletale. No. T is for tetanus. All right, maybe this is harder than I. Yeah. <laughs> T, T is for trespass. Okay. Yeah. F. One F more. is for friends. Um, let's see. F is for uh. F is for fuck. Um, let's see. F is for framed. Uh, no, but. <laughs> That was a lot of deliberation for a no. I was going to say close, and I was like, I don't know if saying close is going to be helpful. F is for fire. 
No. Philistine. Fugitive. That's a P. <laughs> All right. Maybe. It, but like they're they're pretty much like straightforward. It's like F is yeah, for fugitive. In my research, I have a little tidbit about that, actually. Speaking of research. Yeah. Gabriel. <laughs> can you tell us a little bit about this book, the series, and probably its author, Sue Crafton? Sure. Please, I have a please, whole lot of info. I, I just I just have to ask, though. I just I just really hope, sincerely hope, and it's always a pleasure to hear this. Is this author still alive? She is not, Daniel. Oh my god! I knew Sorry. that. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not like that, that wonderfully morbid game you invented? Dead or alive? Okay, here we go. Sue Taylor Grafton, not Susan, her name is Sue, was born on April 24th, 1940 in Louisville, Kentucky. Her father was C.W. or Cornelius Warren Grafton, also known as Chip. Chip! He's also a, a, a mystery novelist. Mm. He most famously wrote two mystery novels called The Rat Began to Gnaw the Rope and The Rope Began to Hang the Butcher. And uh. both of them starred like, a character named, it was a lawyer named Gilmore Henry. Chip died in, in uh, January 1982, four months before the publication of A's for Alibi. Oh my God. Grafton's mother, Vivian Harnsberger, killed herself in 1960 after returning home from an operation to remove esophageal cancer from years of drinking and smoking. Oh my God, is Sue Grafton Batman? Yes. Well, they die like 22 years apart, so. Yeah. Right. I guess Batman, you know, she, she's damaged. She's just, damaged. she's just damaged. Yeah, Jesus. Not not to call everyone who's lost parents out there damaged. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. That's sad. Yeah, it is. So Sue graduated from the University of Louisville in 1961 with a BA in English Lit. She mm. ended up heading towards California, where she worked as a hospital admissions clerk, a cashier, and a medical secretary in Santa Monica and Santa Barbara. Incidentally, it's kind of, I think, stated uh, basically a uh, canon that Santa Teresa, where mm. all the t- or these stories take place, is basically Santa Barbara. Did you find out anything interesting about Santa Teresa? No, actually. But oh. I'm sure you have plenty on wow. that. Wow. Because I was going to say, like, this name sounds so familiar, and I just want to double check this right now because I was thinking it was the place that Inherent Vice takes place. Oh, yeah? Boop, 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 boop. Does it say, does it say, does it say, does it say, does it say? It doesn't fucking say in the first paragraph. Oh, you <laughs> bastard. But regardless, I don't think it was. However, it's. <laughs> and I don't think this is connected. Okay. But there is an actual Wikipedia link for Santa Teresa. And it specifically notes that, like, oh, Santa Teresa has, a pl- has been a place used in a bunch of different um, uh, mystery novels. Cool. One, uh, The big one was uh, Sue Grafton's. And now it's like, uh, also, Roberto Bolaño's 2666 really? takes place in the, in the fictional uh, uh, Mexican city, Santa Teresa, which is essentially, uh, I believe, Juarez, actually. Was that Juarez? <laughs> It's it's that one or the other one. Um, I'll read but, that one day. But which is which is crazy. You know you won't. Uh, which is crazy. I'm cra- interested. I like Savage Detectives. Yeah, no, you won't. You haven't read all of Savage Detectives. Yes, all I right. have. You haven't finished it. Well, most of it. Yeah, it's a big book. <laughs> I think 2666 is longer. Anyway, uh, but no, I was just gonna say like, which is like kind of a, a weird coincidence. I want to say. I, I think it would have to be. It's not that uncommon a name. Yeah, because as you said, the uh, uh, Santa Teresa stands for what? I'm sorry. Um, Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara, and then that Juarez, like that's not. They're far apart. That's not the same thing, you know. Nah. It's I doubt. And Roberto Bologna does not strike me as the kind of person who likes a Sue Grafton mystery story. You don't story. know that. Maybe he liked to go to the beach and just read Santa. I'm <laughs> um, read Santa Grafton books. Santa Grafton books. Santa Grafton. Yeah. Sue Grafton books. He also loved Michael Crichton. Dude, I but honestly that would make me so happy to know he reads like 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 page turners. Yeah. No, he's a poet. Yeah. He reads poetry. Oh, fucking fancy ass poets. Goddamn Alejandro Jodorowskis. Any hoozles. So Chip groomed Sue to be a writer, and she finished her first novel, Keziah Dane, in 1967. She wrote seven novels in total, with only Keziah and another book, The Lolly Madonna War, being published. She would later destroy the manuscripts for the first five unpublished books. Mm-hmm. So she don't look back. 
so you don't give fucks about nothing. That's what you gotta do. With the lack of success of her novels, Grafton became a screenwriter for television movies. Mm -hmm. She achieved a lot of success, actually, as a screenwriter for TV, working in there for like 15 years. She won a Christopher Award in 1979, and even adapted two Agatha Christie novels with her husband at the time, Stephen Humphrey. Mm -hmm. I think he's still her husband, actually. Well, no. she's not anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sad. Sad! Well, uh, but no. I mean, like, no, as in they divorced, but yeah. Yeah. So, she, she had like a few husbands. That's true. She had three, I believe. Yeah. Her experience as a screenwriter taught her the basics of stru like story structure and writing dialogue and other action sequences. And Grafton then felt ready to return to writing fiction. While going through, quote, a bitter divorce and a custody battle that lasted six long years, Grafton imagined ways to kill or maim her ex-husband. Hmm. Her fantasies were so vivid that she decided to write them down. And that kind of contributed to the beginning of A is for Alibi. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've also a little info here about her influences, like John D. McDonald and Edward Gorey. She's a big Gorey fan. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I'm sure I'm, the whole idea for the book, the, um, uh, the, the series, the titles came from uh, the Travis McGee series. So it was a color. Mm -hmm. um, the Rabbi Small series by Harry Kemmelman. And, yeah. and um, she read Edward Gorey's The Gashley Crumb Tinies, which is a picture book of the alphabet for ways for children to die, yeah. which is where she got the idea from and i yeah i i think have we all have we all read that one i think we did i don't remember what the hell it's called what's it what's it called the again? gashley crumb tinies that's what it's, okay that's it's what. a series of gibberish words i i don't know why uh there's there's like a bunch of edward gory like comics and stories right like yeah it, like i feel like a lot of people have read the same like few but there's like a, a lot of them it was prolific wasn't it yeah, he was like fairly prolific which is kind of crazy because it's like i feel like a lot of it isn't like readily available let's do a gory book coming up yeah i'm fine with that Shit. anyway Shit. yeah so when she decided to do that she wrote like she had she she, she shat down and she made a list of all the crime related words that she knew so like your those are nooses <laughs> and your fugitives <laughs> <laughs> that's silly that she's like let me write down all the crime yeah. words <laughs> it was like, it was like a alibi b is for burglar she yeah did she have to like make up all of them at the same time uh, i mean well, i don't think she had to she didn't come up one for x uh yeah no i like x is just x x is x which is fine yeah i like that that's good x is cool if you were like, why not extra xenophobia uh, uh gabriel i just had to ask please tell me did mm. she get to finish the alphabet soup series well that's a couple paragraphs down we will get to it because okay. i do have um um I'll, I, I close my information here with mm -hmm. the last paragraph of her welcome letter on her website which okay. is very sweet actually okay so ace for alibi though was published on april 15th 1982 the new york times gave the book a lukewarm review <laughs> grafton would go on to publish another book in the kinsey milhone series more or less every year B's for Burglars, C's for Corpse, and G's for Gumshoe all won Anthony Awards for Best Novel. And she won a Seamus Award three times. Mm. Um, yeah, she was married three times. Once when she was 18 in 1959 to James Flood. She's a son and daughter. Flood. They divorced by the time she graduated college in 61. Her second marriage was with Al Schmidt in 1962, but that ended with divorce and custody proceedings. It got ugly. Yeah. She married her third husband, Stephen F. Humphrey, in 1978, and they divided their time between Santa Barbara and Kentucky. Uh, let's see here. So, Grafton died at Cottage Hospital in Santa Barbara on December 28th, 2017. No! No! Cancer! John, striking back. Um, she died after a two-year battle for cancer of the appendix. Mm. And so here's that last paragraph on her welcome page. Okay. Y is for is slated for publication in the fall of 2017, with Z is for zero following in the fall of 2019. Many of you are asking, some quite plaintively, what I intend to do when I get to the end of the alphabet. I've been consistent in my response, which is, no clue! I want to see what kind of shape I'm in mentally and physically. 
I don't want to keep on writing if the juice is gone. These novels about Ms. Milhone take incredible focus, ingenuity, energy, and imagination. If I have the wherewithal, I may write a Kinsey Milhone standalone or two. If I feel I've lost my touch, I'll retire of grace. So uh, she died um, after Y is four. Right, right after writing. <laughs> yesterday, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I believe that they they decided to just not um, do seven. I think they'll do yeah. zero. Z, Z is for zero. I, I believe the um, the quote from, I think her, her daughter, I think it was, mm-hmm. said uh, the alphabet ends at Y. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're just like, yeah, they're just not gonna, we're not gonna yeah. have somebody else write mm-hmm. it. Or whatever. So it's, it's kind of cool. She's like the Calvin, she's like the Bill Watterson of like the detective world. She's never allowed any adaptations, and now that she's gone, there never will be. That was just weird, considering the fact that she's a Hollywood person. Yeah, that's just interesting, right? Like it's like Bill Watterson hates Hollywood in mm-hmm. movies and hates the idea about like I don't want to see some like crappy adaptation of Calvin and Hobbes. Well, one of her one of those first books that she wrote, like um, Lolly, whatever, and Madonna thing, yeah, that thing. was made into a movie with like Jeff Bridges. Yeah, with like big actors and shit. Yeah, and maybe it just really soured her on it. Maybe it was such a bad experience that she just never wanted to do it again. But like she, but she's a Hollywood person. So like she can like help kind of like steer it in a good direction. I don't know. Maybe she just, I don't know. I mean, there's there's a myriad reasons why she wouldn't want to do it. You know what we got to do? Gotta gotta dig her up and just just uh, just accost the corpse and say like, why? Why? Why did did you not sell this and make a TV series out of it? Anyway. I want to know who you would have casted as Kinsey. Come on, Sue, not Susan. You yeah, fucking weirdo. <laughs> what a fucking pervert. Right. That's not true. She's really sweet. She's a fucking savagely pervert. Yeah, Vivian, you know, and, Vivian and Cornelius were like, just Sue. <laughs> it's just fucking weird. Just, just fucking I Sue. I don't care. Oh, my God. So, Daniel, now that that's out of the way. Yes. We did A is for Alibi, starring Kinsey Milhone. Yeah, yeah. A is for Alibi. 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 That's sure. a, a Montreal thing. Think. Anyway. I think so. Uh, yeah, that's it. I'm probably the wrong person to say like, "Hey, tell me what happens in the story." God um, damn it! So let me let me see if I uh, I can barely Just remember. Read the back blurb. Okay, one second. Let me read the black blurb for this. Lawrence Fife was a slick divorce lawyer and slippery ladies' man <laughs> until someone killed him. <gasps> the jury. Do you know the difference between someone and somebody? Is there a proper use? Yeah, the, like one is like a little more proper than the other one, and one's a little more informal. I, I believe guess that makes sense. I think it was someone is more proper, somebody is more informal. That makes a lot of sense, actually. Like someone yeah. implies they're a human being, somebody implies they're just meat. Yeah, you don't think about it. Like somebody is like, hey, the guy in the room, you know? That's somebody kind of like once thing, told me. Someone, some person. It's not someone yeah. once told me that the, whatever those was. Somebody once fucking told me this shit. Anyway. Somebody told me. Somebody told me. Uh, the jury, the jury, uh, the jury believed it was his pretty young wife, Nikki. Nikki. So they sent her to prison for eight years. Now Nikki's out on parole, and <sighs> Kinsey Malone's in for trouble. Nikki yes, hires Nikki hires Kinsey to discover who really killed her husband. But the trail is eight years cold, and at the end is a chilling twist. Even Kinsey doesn't suspect a second eight-year-old murder <sighs> and a brand new corpse. What? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah no, maybe. I feel like reading it, like my brain kind of, I felt like like a, an eight year old was killed or something like that. You know? <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, and also, uh, praise for Kinsey Malone is, quote, a class act, end quote, by Stanley Allen, that guy. Oh. Uh, open quote, feisty, 
And go by Kirkus Reviews. I don't know if you really, uh, uh, I mean, these books, like a lot of them had like their Kirkus Review posted and like the kind of like how it was received, Mm -hmm. which is kind of weird. Like Kirkus, I don't know the Kirkus Reviews. I don't know. There's some kind of like big book company. I guess they just really backed like the publisher and the style of, and like the story, the genre probably. I think so. Uh, Also, the new best private eye, a refreshing heroine. And G is for Grafton, also the name of a biography. Hey. G is for Grafton. Sue Grafton. Keep that name on file. Hey. Yeah. Well, she went on to becoming one of the best, uh, most famous mystery novelists in the fucking world. Yeah, totally. I mean, her books, like, these these books have been published in, like, 28 countries and, like, 28 languages. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Um, So, uh, just to, uh, based on that, now I have, like, the names kind of back in my head a little bit. Uh-huh. So, basically, yeah. Uh, So, this uh, this Nikki chick, right? She fucking gets out of jail or whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. And she immediately goes to Kinsey, Mal- Kinsey Malone mm-hmm. and says, hey, look, I was just in jail for my for my the, the murder of my husband. I fucking did the time, but I'm completely innocent right yeah and like which is it's a really weird case that kinsey's like that's a weird thing to have yeah, why to, are you opening this up now why do you why also why do you care because in the fact that you went to jail for it and you're getting out right so uh which basically leads to like for the most of the most of the 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 main action like the a story let's call it is basically kinsey kind of going around because this guy uh lawrence fife uh-huh. um fife was, dog? was like a total fucking uh uh, uh, uh excuse the npc word npc word a man slut sure. just like fucking everything that moves He's a bit of a sleaze. So he just, yeah. And like, he's like, he, people will bounce around between like, like, oh yeah, he had his issues, but he was a good man. And people who are like, oh, he was an awful monster. Yeah, fuck that guy. He was a piece of shit. All, yeah. And like, so Kinsey's just kind of bouncing around trying to figure out like, kind of like the, the history of him that wasn't really uncovered by this mystery mm-hmm. because Nikki made a very convenient uh, scapegoat, let's call it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there's two bodies. Gabriel, who are the two bodies? The two extraditional bodies. So one of the bodies is a certain, is a woman named Libby Glass who died, interestingly, of the exact same way that Lawrence died, yeah. that she imbibed a oleander pill, like a flower pill, kind of like some uh, some Breaking Bad shit, yeah. that killed her. It also killed Lawrence, who confused it for a um, an allergy pill. Yeah. So whoever killed both Lawrence and um, and Libby, who I believe worked within their firm, mm-hmm. there was there's maybe an accusation of him sleeping with her. There was all sorts of whispers about that, but yeah. nothing confirmed. But both of them died from um, taking these oleander pills. Yeah. And the other body... Yeah, who, what was her name? Sharon Napier. Yeah. That Sharon is um, a secretary, was a secretary to Lawrence, and she, when, once Kinsey tracks her down to find some extra information, she's also suddenly murdered. Yeah, suddenly murdered right when Kinsey was on her way to actually interview interview her. Yes. And that basically like gets her in trouble with like her police friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, and meanwhile, uh, at the same time, uh, Kinsey kind of gets involved with uh, Lawrence, Lawrence Fife's uh, uh, a former business partner. Yeah, old partner. Yeah. Charlie's Crisoni. Yeah. Handsome guy, like she gets like all kinds of weird kind of vibes from him. Like she goes yeah. back and forth between like, oh, he's like a very a commanding dude. He he's can be very like intimidating and almost scary. Mm-hmm. But like uh, Kinsey also finds that fucking hot. Yeah, there's like a, a chemical attraction. Yeah. So and like yeah, basically. So over the course of this, she kind of like uh, starts like relationship with him that kind of immediately just like gets tumultuous because like she's having a hard time and he's being inconsiderate then he goes to apologize and she's still like she like doesn't like to kind of like let people off the hook right yeah. away you know? I think this would be a good place to discuss the character of Kinsey herself yeah. who is basically now now in in the last 30 40 years 40 years Jesus Christ of, um, since yeah. she came out that uh, she's one of the most preeminent detective detectives in all fiction. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, she's up there with, like, your Sam Spades and your Philip Marlowe's. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, she's uh, kind of a lone wolf. 
the uh, I, I looked this up briefly. There's a whole fucking Wikipedia page on just Kinsey of her like bio. She's like she ages in real time, which is cool. She's born like 1950. Yeah, um, I she's do... like she's five six. She's fit. Yeah. She, um, uh, we don't focus too much on her physical appearance though, which is kind of cool. No, which is, uh, I want to say like, I always, uh, I always like that. But then again, like every single fucking person she meets gets like a full dress down about like what they look like, what they wearing, like every yeah. single, like every little detail, even though she, she herself does not get too much. And I guess that's because we are supposed to be in her shoes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's, she's a bit of a rust coal. Uh, I, I do want to say um, that, yeah, you said that there's an interesting thing about like, it being like a, a real time, is that the entire series uh, takes place in the 80s. This one takes place in 82. Mm-hmm. The last one, the Y book, uh, takes place in like 89. Oh, actually, I didn't know that. Yeah. So like, it's an interesting thing where it keeps within that decade. So oh, like, cool. I, I feel like that's also pretty good for like people who like really enjoyed this character. Yeah. Be- uh, because uh, naturally, like when they started, like they came out like every couple, like several years. Then after a while, she was banging them out every year. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, it, like every time you pick up like a Sue Grafton book, if you're at like tea or whatever you could go back it's like it's like oh it's still in the 80s it's still before cell phones it still has that kind of Mm. like retro kind of thing and probably very nostalgic for that time period yeah you know so yeah that uh yeah so that's an interesting thing and i think they on the wikipedia they have it spaced out exactly like like here kinsey is this age and here it's like she's this age and it's 1989 or something yeah i think by the end she is like 50 or so no wait no that's not true no she would uh because like again she's she's uh, 34 or 32 oh, maybe, no, I mis- maybe i misread that but she's 32 here mm-hmm. so at the very end she's like almost 40 oh wow yeah I, I perhaps misread that unless unless like they like totally like uh jay friday the 13th and they're uh-huh. just like time means nothing <laughs> uh <laughs> i think i might have read somewhere like it was um, um uh, she appeared in another book of like a woman she looks to be a woman of about 50 oh yeah what was that we might have to look that up during break but i, sure. I know what you're talking about mm-hmm. but um but uh yeah yeah kinsey's cool she's a great very, you know, like gumshoe, like, like, I don't know, there's, I think there's a lot to be said to comparing these to classic detective stories. Yeah. Very straightforward prose, all in her first person narration. Yeah. And, um, I, and I do, yeah. And like, there's definitely like, there's little hints of like some like real darkness behind her and everything like that. Like, uh, there's some really great moments when like, uh, I think it was, uh, uh the business partner whose name is Charlie Scorsoni. Scorsoni. Yeah. That's, a, that's a name. Every time I hear it, I just want to say Scorsese. Yeah. Uh, uh, Charlie like asked her about like an early job and he says like, like, oh, the first one, oh man, I don't remember the details, but it was like a brutal moment moment of like a mother killing like her child or something like that mm-hmm. and she's like in like just like casually is like yeah that's why I like you know I don't I don't really believe in like the sanctity of motherhood or whatever yeah and like she just kind of like like just like offhandedly says this and you're just like good god <laughs> yeah she's not much of a wisecracker or anything but she's definitely like she has that, that a tough way of like talking yeah yeah uh, uh, totally she's yeah. a lone wolf and um and again like uh kind of spoiling the mystery let's say well i guess we should go for it right yeah i might as well this yeah. book's been on for a billion years and i think that you know it's it's an enjoyable i mean not to get ahead of my feelings it's enjoyable whether or not you know the, the culprit yeah. So, like, speaking of uh, speaking of culprit, culprit. Um. Basically, yes. Uh, uh. Kenzie does find out who kills, who actually killed. Uh. Fucking. Who killed Lawrence? Lawrence. Uh. Fife. That's the name. I every like I, I keep trying to picture, it and I think I see life, but. Uh, Fife. out who killed Fife. Uh, Gabriel, who to explain who was the person who murdered Fife? The person who killed Lawrence Fife yes. was his ex-wife. Uh, Gwen. Oh my God! That through a complicated revelation of um, involving Nikki's son with Lawrence, mm-hmm. who recognizes uh, 
Gwen's face, and for some like, and he, he wouldn't know who she is, considering that's not his mom. It's his dad's first wife or second wife, whatever. Something like that, yeah. So there's no reason why he would know her, and so as Kinsey gloms onto this, she realizes that that Colin met her, and that therefore uh, Lawrence and Gwen were having a post-divorce affair of sorts. Yeah. And Gwen is this like really mellow, pleasant lady who runs a dog salon. So, so she has some bitterness, but you know she doesn't let that cloud her life. But apparently, those eight years before, in the middle of that torrid affair, she decided she was so filled with venom at him that she decided to fucking kill him. She yeah. put one poison pill into his allergy pills and just like bailed. Yeah, and. It's kind of interesting how much like she also describes like the kind of like post divorce kind of like affair as being like this weird like power game he was yeah, playing with her or something like fuck that. Fuck power game. Yeah, something like that. And so yeah, that that that's not even like the final climax because basically we find out that these other murders were possibly were were actually committed by somebody else mm-hmm. that uh, Gwen was not responsible. And I think Kinsey pretty much gets it right away. And she suspects several other people, but realizes that the person who's, uh, who's been killing other people, framing it as the murder of the, uh, as the initial murder mm-hmm. was in fact, the man she's boning. She's boning a guy. Old. Her boyfriend. Old Charlie, not Scorsese. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Charlie uh, scores pepperoni. Yeah. And basically, yeah, there's a kind of like a tense standoff at the end where basically. Yeah. Like climactic a, chase at the beach. Yeah. And uh, long story short, she shoots him at the end and kills yeah. him. And uh, Love the way that ends. And then the, the book ends. She goes, and then Kinsey goes like, I'm out. Check me out for B. Yeah. <laughs> All right. See you guys for B's for burglar. And she then then the the police ca- captain goes like you got you got there's a new case. It, <laughs> it's it's wait it's 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 a uh, someone with a with a flair for theatrics just like oh. you like. And then Kinsey gets the card and she turns around and it's a B. <laughs> <laughs> He's the boker. <laughs> the boker. Yeah. The B the B yeah the B I don't know exactly anyway the B movie guy Jerry B- Seinfeld. Yeah, it's Jerry fucking Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld, the killer. But that's it. Uh, We're going a bit long. Us? Yeah, we have been. No way. Uh, Gabriel, let's throw it to break real Mm -hmm. quick. When we come back, I have a game I want to play. So, Gabriel, throw it to break. Okay, here we go. And we're back to... Sorry. Yep. It's a good time. I'm Daniel. I'm Gabe. And this is show. Yeah, uh, game, game time. Game. Sorry, uh, Gabriel. Yep. Game real. So there's a there's a game. Tamriel. That we're gonna play. Sure. And it's and it's a game called Hangman. We're playing Hankman. No, I'm kidding, Gabe. It's a game we love to play here, and we play it all the time. It's a little game called Gatekeeper. 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 Gabriel. Yeah, huh? Close your eyes. Close my eyes. Close your eyes. Why? Close your eyes. All right, fine. Just do it. Now my eyes are closed. All right, open your eyes. You're in a maze. You find yourself awakened in a place that you've never seen before. The sky is blood red and the walls are stone. Why what? am I naked? Oh, because you, when we got you, you were naked. I mean, oh. I don't know what you were doing. <laughs> I don't know why you're naked. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, that wasn't part of the deal. We're, we, If we had something to put you in, we would have. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. The stones are covered in moss and ivy. It seems hundreds of years old. No one's been here for years. Before you stands ten <gasps> magical gates. <gasps> Gabriel, <gasps> basically every time you pass through a gate, you need to trade a little bit of your life force. Oh, man. You start with ten points. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that you slowly HP. lose. And that basically you need to figure out 
the, the, the magical phrase or word that opens up all the gates and lets you run free, naked apparently. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> and Gabriel. Yes. <clears throat> I'll clarify the rules as we play for people who are new to Gatekeeper. Mm-hmm. Or I just don't feel like it. Uh, <laughs> welcome to Gatekeeper. Welcome to Gatekeeper. We've been playing this for a while. Listen, yes. all right? It's, it's a lot Next of week, it will finally not be Gatekeeper. It's been on my knee. Oh, yeah? Yes. Ah, you pervert. <laughs> but that's it. Gabriel. Yeah. The mystical passkey word okay is friend friend no the famous writer of mysteries oh my who has a famous hero okay cool all right gabriel Mm -hmm. so across the spectrum of literature oh so i should just say literature uh okay across the spectrum of mysteries literature crime books old pulp rags noir fuckers yeah yeah uh, 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 Massage noir. Them guys and gals mm-hmm. and, and your Kinseys and shit. There is one of them. The name will open all the ten gates. Is it Sue Grafton? Yes. Yes! No. Uh, Nitro! Gabriel, yeah. you're not Nitro. Not yet. Nitro got lost. Nitro's dead. He got trapped <laughs> in the thing. Sorry, Nitro. But, Gabriel. Should I be Jim from Montana now? <laughs> you're Jim from Montana now. Yes. Jim from Montana! Laser! Please t- please tell us you're an aspiring stuntman? <laughs> I, I think so. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. My anyway. best friend bit me in the cheek. <laughs> all right, Gabriel. So, right now, first off, we're going to start the music. Oh. Now, pick a number between one and ten. Daniel, I got to go for it every time first. It's the seven. It's seven. Eight number seven. To heaven. Eight number seven. To heaven. Okay, eight number seven. Happy birthday. We have covered this author at least once in some way on the show. In some way? Yes. What does that mean? What does that mean? Oh, interesting. At least once. And it's a mystery. It's a mystery. At least once. That cut, that narrows things down quite a bit. Mm-hmm. You only did so many mystery novels in here. And I think That's usually I picked them. Or did we do them in some way? I wonder what that means. Hmm... I like to use my yes or no question. Did this person receive a sex change? I mean, that's five points. You sure Damn it. To... No, <laughs> I mean, okay. <laughs> no, I, I, Daniel, it would be irresponsible of me to guess right now. I so, shall move on. You're down to nine points. <gasps> Keep track of your points. Gabriel, pick a number between one and ten. Oh, uh, let's go for ten. Ten. Oh, big money over here. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Gate number ten. The setting. For most of the authors and the hero stories, okay, is L.A. Okay. Hmm. Are you gonna? Are you at nine points right now? Okay. If you if you guess and guess right, you end with nine points. It's a good. That's a good score. But if you are wrong, you drop down to seven. Okay. And that's... keep in mind, you're losing blood. Your life force is flowing from your veins, being sucked into the gatekeeper's. Maze. My ass is bleeding? Your ass is bleeding. <laughs> you know, like, you know, that was just a fancy way to say my ass is bleeding. Um, okay. That eliminates Dennis Lehane. So that's not him. That guy's all about Boston. Boston. That's interesting. So but did he have any stories that took place in LA? No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost certain no. Um, so this is interesting. It's a series. And... It's a famous hero, famous writer of mysteries. Famous hero, famous... That's really interesting. Because my guess then would have to be Elroy. 
because I mean we did LA Confidential for the show in some way um but that's not close enough any other long-running mysteries of repeated hero from LA that we did on this show that's a lot of clues you know Daniel let's play bold okay and the, 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 with hold on the, the answer is the author the answer yeah let's say the author's name Daniel I'm gonna guess James Elroy James Elroy yes Gabriel take two points off oh shit <laughs> you're down to seven uh, seven, seven, points. seven points Gabriel you're moving on to the next round pick a number between one and ten uh one one the sandwich Number one. Number one. All right. This probably won't help you uh, concerning the other the other hands. This writer was never a member of any secret service agency. Just because there's a lot of authors out there who have, you know. Well, that don't help me at all. Um, L.A. L.A. Repeated characters. We covered them in some way for the show. In some way. The author was not a secret service agent. You know what? That might mean that character appears in something we did, but then, hmm, an L.A. mystery novel character, a repeated one, mm-hmm. and the author, not some kind of cop, wore a cap, and a cap. Oh dear, that's that's interesting. <laughs> Daniel, I must move on to the next game. Ah, shit, bruh. I closed down behind me. All right, one second. Gabriel? Wait, first off, I'm sorry. You got six points. You got six points, okay. Gabriel, six points. Pick an hour between one and ten. Three. Three. Gabriel. Yeah. The author is quoted as saying, speaking of himself as a younger man, I'm going to clearly say it. Mm-hmm. I was a distinctly I was wait I was distinctly not a clever young man nor was I at all a happy young man. Hmm. That doesn't help at all. Probably doesn't help. A defense. These are very obscure hints. Hmm, these Gate- are very obscure. Gatekeeper. Gosh, I really don't know. The gatekeeper has you. Yes, I I'm, I'm, I'm trapped. My 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 bloody bare ass. You're going to be half dead. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe I can just claw the mossy walls. Yeah, I guess if you hit zero points, you're dead, but you also are, are kind of like a reanimated. You're at an undead after that. Sure, so. like in Dark Souls? Yeah, like in Dark Souls. Yeah. <laughs> I don't play that shit. It was just a reference. I, I thought you were going to go for Evil Dead. I just wasn't expecting the Dark Souls thing. Oh. I, was like, I was like, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, gosh, I, I, it's, it pains me to say it, but I got I to gotta go on to the next gotta game. Move on. Going down to five. Five points. You're five dead. You you feel a pain in your side. Uh oh. Because you're you're dying and shit. All right, pick a number between one and ten. Um, six. Six. Okay. Okay. So this could be a hint. It could be a hint. Oh, it could be a good hint. No. Oh. <laughs> I meant to say. This is this is. Here's a, your gate. This one just no. says. This one just says blue. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> uh. Uh. The writer's unique gift for language mm. lent itself to imitation and parody. Hmm. The writer's unique gift for language lends itself to imitation and parody. L.A. 
we've covered them for the show. Uh, it's a guy who did not have a who thought he thinks that he's very dumb and not happy. Hmm. Okay, that's interesting. So there's only two other like well, there's a crime author that we talk a lot about who has a lot of like. Who you, where's your where's your mind? Who are you thinking of? So I'm I'm eliminating Richard Price because he mostly comes about New York. I don't think he does any LA stories either. So honestly, that brings me to. A slightly obvious one, which would be Chandler, mm. who we did in some way because I didn't do it. It was you and Ryan who did that book. Yes. I forget which one it was. Was it Maltese Falcon? Which one? You guys, you guys did one though. Uh, yeah, I think it was for the big, my lovely. I think it was a big sleep. Big sleep. That's yeah, that's what it was. Um, you know, I think that's that's probably my best stab. You're gonna go. I'm gonna go with Raymond Chandler. Raymond Chandler, Gabriel. Yeah. Final answer. Yes. All right, Gabriel. You have gotten it! Yeah! yeah! Honestly, that should have been way more obvious to begin with. Plus, uh, who did? Who was the the nonfiction store we did where he go? Where like? Oh, the, Simple Art of Murder. Yeah, well, that was Chandler, wasn't it? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So uh, we did him twice. We did him twice. <laughs> hey! I'm surprised you didn't get that faster. Yeah, me neither. Honestly, the, like I think you said the thing, and I'm like, oh, so it's definitely gonna be Marlowe, and and then like. I got the first gate, and I'm like, oh no, who, who, now, who could it be? What? <laughs> the, the fact it that it flew away from my mind like a little bird. The fact that it was, it was one, uh, it was an author we did for the show in LA, and I was like, oh shit, <laughs> it's gonna be really <laughs> obvious because there's, there's two authors that we, that we've done who can do this besides Sue Grafton. Yeah. There was, there was James Elroy, mm-hmm. who does not have a singular famous character. What about what's his face from the, the, the white jizz? The main character of that? He was, no, he was only in that one. Oh, I mean, no, uh, no, Exley, 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 Exley yeah. also appears in there. I thought, he, I thought Exley appears in like three or four. Exley, Exley, I believe, appears in those two. LA Confidential and White Jazz. Uh, Dudley Smith appears in a lot of oh, more books. Than Exley, uh, uh, which is oddly enough, because I believe in the first LA Quartet series, he's like essentially the antagonist. But in the the new one, the second one, he's like one of the main characters. Mm. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, besides that, then it's like it's like Hem or, or Chandler. Yep, <laughs> yeah, Hem or Hem. Uh, let me just go through the other ones. Uh-huh. Uh, number two was one of the author and hero's greatest screen adaptations was co-written by a legendary author who also wrote mystery stories. Oh. Bill Faulkner. Hey. Uh, number three. Uh, no, we did that. Number four. Um, the hero has been played by many actors, white and black, <gasps> but always a man. Uh, Danny Glover apparently played him in a uh, uh, Philip, Philip Marlowe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danny Glover played Philip Marlowe in a Showtime uh, show called Fallen Angels in a single episode. Cool. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I had no idea. Also, um. The last incompleted uh, Philip Marlowe story by Chandler, which was finished by, what's his name? James McBain or something like that? The fuck's his name? I don't know. But apparently that one was made into like a TV movie in 2007 with like James Caan or whatever. Oh, Um, Yeah, like a lot of people. Like I don't don't really know. I didn't know all those things. Like Robert Mitchum and shit. Marlowe's been portrayed by like a million people. A million people, yeah. Uh, the latest, oh, speaking of which, the latest screen adaptation by the author's hero was in 2007 for a TV pilot that wasn't picked up. That, well, that was actually something entirely different, like the fight with some guy. Uh, <laughs> can you can you be less specific? Uh, yeah, I could like name his name. Oh, <laughs> I think okay. so. It's like named by Dan O'Mara or something like that. Okay. It, like, like that was like his name. Sure. The, the actor? Yeah, the actor's name. Okay. I look at him and I'm like, what? Ah. I was like the guy from uh, Life on Mars. Yeah, I don't know if that's the same fucking guy. Uh, here's an interesting one that I was hoping you're going to get. 
there's two there's two more uh it was this author appeared in an 80s cyberpunk magazine called cheap truth the interviewer speaks to a fictionalized version of the author having the author bring up their genre comparing it to the cyberpunk genre cool yeah sounds cool huh and number nine a contemporary review calls us authors heroes wait the pilots i'm sorry the authors uh like the uh, the the plots of like the author's books as rambling at best and incoherent at worst (laughs) Uh, yeah. there, there's an interesting thing that I believe like uh, uh, Chandler has even himself admitted that um, he doesn't know who killed the chauffeur in the big sleep. Okay. Like, it's like something of someone like, hey, who killed that person? He's like, I have no idea. I know. Yeah. Um, another, another reviewer. There's a full John Green on him. <laughs> another. Uh, Death of the author. Another recent review criticizes the author's treatment of, quote, black, female, and homosexual characters, hmm. calling the author, quote, rather nasty at times. I, I wonder why. How? Yeah, I bet, what? I him? But Gabriel. Yeah. The gates have sprung open. All right. You've taken a severe beating and you're weakened, but you still have the energy to walk out with your head high naked. Naked. <laughs> naked and unafraid. Naked and unafraid. Gabriel. Just a nice towel to, to stem the bleeding. There's no towels. There's no towel. It's a big leaf. You're covered in blood and you're naked. <laughs> yep. All right. Just Get, like every day. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You begin your day every you begin every day naked and bloody. Yeah, I wake up somewhere in a field mm-hmm. naked and bloody. Yeah, and 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 eventually just you you fucking you steal you murder a hobo and steal his clothes. That's what you do. That's how it works. Yeah. It's like Doctor Who did in that one episode. Basically, murdered a hobo. No, <laughs> um, uh, what's his face? Um, Capaldi begins his run by being like, "You homeless man, give me your fucking coat." Basically, I remember. And that. I'm like, what? Uh, so that's that's how we play Gatekeeper. Gatekeeper. Yeah, Gabriel's taking a drink. Um. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's it. Let's go on break. When, we, right. when we come back, we're going to talk about our feelings. Okay. All right, Gabriel. Yeah. We're out to break. Boom. And we're back. Hi. To Slow Readers. That's us. The show where we talk about books. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. You didn't know what I was going to say. No, I had nothing to object to here. Yeah, I know you're going to be super, you're, you're super on edge because you think that I'm going to get all political right now yep. in this time of, 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 of just, just terror and, and just unhappiness. I know we're all like, oh, correct. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now remember? what will happen to our nation? Now, now, oh no, my taxes. <laughs> anyway. Remember when we used to begin the show by saying that we're a right wing show? show? Yeah, I love that joke. Yeah, I enjoyed that too. Too bad it uh, didn't work. <laughs> yeah, it's it stopped being funny. Well, do you do you remember? And I think we talked about this before, and even on air. But um, when one of like in the first year of doing this, we were in New York. We had our old buddy Eve yeah. Omar on the show, and uh, and we had like uh, there was a a girl there who was like a friend of his. And like she's part of like like the people that Gabe hangs out, or Gabe Evie hangs out yeah. with. So it's like like people from like the local like punk queer community and everything. Yeah. And so we started the thing and we did the joke like we're a right winger dinger podcast. Like clearly hamming it up and just like like you know yeah. And then like playing it hard. At some point she I forgot exactly what she says and I hate to I don't want to even go back and listen to it. But like she says something that's like hey just you know. Like, you know, the, like there, you know, there are people out there, this, like, not like, not like being a dick or anything like that, but she's like, Hey, just, you know, I believe in these things. And those are, these are important subjects. And she left and we're like, that was weird. All right. Yeah. And then afterwards it's like, Oh, she thought we were being fucking serious. Yeah. It was like more like a light chiding. Yeah. It was like a light chiding or like, she was like, I don't want to be a part of this, but Hey, just so you know, I don't believe in these things. And meanwhile, in real time, we're like, all right, cool. All right. You know? dude, see ya. Like, Pleasure. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. No, good sentiment. See you around. You know? <laughs> Anyway, uh, good times. Good times. 
Our show is three years old and change. Yeah, man. Yeah, do you, can you imagine that? That this show started like during like this whole like kind of Trump era, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what? I'll say it. Even though he looks like him, I hate Jim Carrey's Biden. I really don't care for it. I, it's so bad. It's, it's 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 not. I don't know. I think like Beck Bennett would have did a better job. It's a, a lot of people would do a better job. It's the same thing like with like even Alec Baldwin's uh, fucking. It got Trump, tired you know? fast. It got tired. Yeah, it, like the novelty kind of wore off. It would have been nice to get a fucking uh, what's his face with the big head, the former SNL guy, Damon, Dam- Hammond, Damon, Damon, <laughs> Daryl Hammond, Hammond, yeah. Damon, you know? okay, Damon, yeah, old Damon. That's probably his Twitter handle. Come on, yeah, Damon. But like, yeah, if they got him to do Trump and like. I don't know, a comedian to do fucking Biden. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. It's always nice seeing Meryl Rolf back, though. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. But that's it. Politics. Enough about politics. We're all bummed out. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to drive down to Philadelphia with our QAnon <laughs> hats. Oh. <laughs> anyway. God uh, oh, damn it. Seriously, watch that Dan Olsen video. What? The, the Flat Earth video. Okay, yeah. Uh, spoiler alert. Full halfway halfway through, it's like, yeah, and eventually the Flat Earth thing kind of went away. Because it became like a less financially stable thing on YouTube. But none of that mattered because they all went to QAnon and the whole second thing is about QAnon. Hey. Yeah. Anyway. So anyway. That, that's the part of the show where we talk about like all the World things events. that we didn't talk about that had nothing to do with this book. Yeah. Even though we're going along. Mm-hmm. Even though it's just the two of us. Yeah. I don't have a guess. No ghosts in here. It's not going to be 90 minutes though. It's only going to be like a solid. It's going to be a tight 70. Yeah. tight 72. Yeah. Jesus. All right. Speaking of which, uh, Gabriel. Yes, Daniel. So let's cut the shit. You cut the shit, fuck. Hey, fuck you. Fuck you, dude. A is for Alibi. Yes. By Sui, by Sui Grafton. Mm-hmm. Gabriel. Yeah. This is your book. You were looking forward to it. Uh-huh. You bought it. I did. Um, how'd you like it? Um, I liked it a lot. Oh, that my God. it is a good time, and I like mystery novels. No, um, I really enjoyed it. That, um, I, it, it feels a lot tighter than I thought it would be mm-hmm. but also I do see the kind of criticism that oh okay that's an interesting reveal and it's extra bodies and this is happening now but I think writing from the perspective of um, Kinsey who I think is a great character as she is you know she's a bit of a cipher but she's really mm-hmm. cool she meant like Grafton has said that oh I'm just, it's basically just me that's just me solving mysteries she's basically my alter ego yeah which is neat I think for, for me, the most interesting thing is the writing style, which is very straightforward. It's very blunt. Yeah. And when it, and I think that that's a function of the character, not necessarily the style that normally she, she talks in kind of truncated sentences. And then now and again, like when she's fucking, mm-hmm. it gets like very, it's a little more abstract, a little bit more open. Yeah. There's a, she paints a little more with color during those moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know, it's, it's a good mystery. And I think it's, it's more like, I'm glad to have finally started the series and now i know what i'm gonna read for the next like i know the next 24 books i'm gonna read yes you did your math right yes yay <laughs> monkey of a symbol yeah so i don't know I, I liked it a lot and it's i don't have that much to say about this one to be perfectly honest yeah it feels very uh-huh. like functional but not 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 in a negative way there, there's a very i mean like that's clearly the thing like from what you kind of gave with sue grafton's thing where she started out she wrote like n- like novels mm-hmm. and she was she was serious and she went to hollywood and she kind of like got into like that whole thing of like you know like plot structure and everything yeah. so she was like building machines like what and i had this whole kind of like these dark thoughts and what if i turned that into like like a functional like streamlined story that that like I can I can also just like I'm assuming she kind of like not exactly repeats oh I have no idea exactly yes but like she's like I can do this and everything like that and, and, and yeah, yeah no, there's she, something there's something very functional about this she's a, she's a worker yeah. that uh, I, I've mentioned this book before um Lawrence Blocks is a 
telling lies for fun and profit that she writes the introduction to the 1994 edition i think of it eh. and she's like oh i read this book every time i start a new kinsey millahone book that it's just about <clears throat> putting your nose to the grindstone and just work work working yeah what about you daniel so i yeah. don't know if you had any i was, I was surprised when you're like hey let's do ace for the alibi and i'm like because i had been reading this book i hadn't finished it yet and you're the one that actually suggests we do it on the show yeah no just because uh, i i wanted to always push it because you suggested it and i've always been like I've, I've never had any interest at all in the Sue Grafton series, mm-hmm. right? Uh, it's one of those things you see that and you're just like, all right, yeah, it's one of those mysteries. I've never, Airport thriller. I, 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 I'm, I, I like... I don't like a David Baldacci. I just haven't done it. it. It's one of those things where it's like, I I can say it's about a lot of genres where it's like, I like mystery. I don't necessarily like the fantasy genre, you sure. know? Like I, I, if you're saying, hey, here's a book that's just a functional mystery, I'd be like, pass. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. really want to read that. And... um but that said, it's been a while since I've read a proper a mystery story. I, I speaking of old Chandler, um, I have his uh, book over there that uh, I, I never finished. Uh, 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 the, the Big Sleep, uh, infamously in that show I did with old old uh, Ryan Snyder, and uh, and that one actually it's the Modern Library thing that comes with Farewell, My Lovely. Oh, so cool. it's like I it's like oh I would love to do that because every time I read something from him, I'm always like eh, Chandler. I read mm-hmm. it like, oh, this is fucking cool. Um, <laughs> And I did, yeah. So like, I, I've just wanted to do it. No, I thought it'd be like a fun little like detour because you know and we're doing. A l- was it? Yeah, yeah. I, re- I well, I listened to the audiobook. What were you that in Daniel's gaming corner? What were you playing while listening to this on audiobook? Uh, apparently, the best thing to play because uh, I had a hard time finding a video game that I can play that I wasn't completely sick of and wasn't new enough that like it kept drawing me away from paying attention to the book mm-hmm. i started i re-downloaded and have been playing diablo 3 sure it's the best thing because like it's that game where like you kind of get locked into a, a like a, a we call it a gameplay loop sure and like so it's all mechanical and then like you, your brain can really like focus on like the story gotcha uh that's it i wasn't a huge fan of the audiobook itself mm-hmm. i can imagine reading the the, the the book itself and having like a really unique kind of voice uh, you know, because we're all in her head, uh, yeah. Kinsey's head. You played for me like the first like paragraph of your edition, yeah. and I'm like, oh, that's not what I imagined at all. It feels very stiff. Yeah, it, it feels very like th- she does a fine job. The the reader, I don't even want to say her name, but the um, reader. But like, it, it's it's very fine. But like, it's one of those things where like right away, my feeling was like. You're in a character's head. This is a moment to really shine, to like make this, to make this a performance, to make it a character, to make this really breathe. And instead, you just have somebody doing an audiobook. Yeah. Uh, let me let me play a little bit of it. Here, one second. I just, you're gonna. It's gonna say. Do you want to finish this audiobook, you Daniel? Finish this audiobook. Do you want to take a bath with me? <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna play Phone? that joke. plot, but one employed to good effect. Oleander is a common California shrub. There was one in the Fife's backyard, as a matter of fact. Nikki's fingerprints were found on the vial along with his. If I get one call from anyone, and I'm talking about a witness who feels harassed or anyone else, including... Like, it's... it's That's a voice made for to be listened at 1.5 speed. Yeah. It's it's not, like... It's not a good performance. Like, reading this, like, right away, I'm just like, I wish it had, like, a better reader. Like Yeah, no offense, lady, but... No, she's fine, but, Mm -hmm. like... I don't know. Maybe if it was more third person, I would like that. But first person, you want something a little interesting. Like, um, uh, I, I keep wanting to like really listen to the whole thing. But like Donna Tart, the author, did the audiobook for True Grit. Oh and wow! Since, since that whole book, yeah, it's weird. She's not a voice actor or anything. She mm-hmm. was, she loves that book so much. She was like, "Hey, you're doing an audiobook? Can I do it?" And they're like, "Sure." It's a real um, Hideaki Anno situation. Yeah, it's like a weird thing. It's like, hey, what if we cut this? Yeah, but yeah. like, but it'll like, be perfect for this airplane pilot guy, but the guy who made Evangelion. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like, but he's not an actor. Yeah, but he's fucking weird. <laughs> he's weird. It'll make it feel really weird, you know? Have you heard him? Yeah. <laughs> There's like, is one thing. It's like, don't act. Oh, no. <laughs> just, oh, no. Stop acting. Just be yourself. Yeah. Stop yelling at me. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Figure out what we're talking about, listeners. Use context clues. Use context clues. Figure it out. You listen to us every week. You know what we're talking about. How do you not now? know who Hideaki Ano is yeah. by now? <laughs> they, I think the fans of Hideaki Ano and um, fans of slow readers, that, that Venn diagram is a circle. Has to be. It has it, to it's, be. It's it, only. There's like a slight like thing where There's a sliver yeah. where someone's like, what's what's Evangelion? Exactly. People weren't cool. Elevators. Uh, but no, um, but that's it. No, like it, it was a very fine story. It was very straightforward. Um, I, yeah, like I, it's hard to like really come up with anything terribly. I feel like the interesting points I've already said when talking about the thing where it's like, I like those little shades of Kinsey's kind of darkness behind her. Yeah. Um, and judging by like the kind of reviews that I was skimming through, like, I feel like this is also a series that got like, like a little came into itself a little bit more later yeah, on. I heard like yeah, B and C are like are really really good. Yeah, you said that like like a bunch of them like a li- the middle series like won like awards and shit. Yeah, like um, B, C, and G were the Anthony Award winners. Exactly. So like B is probably like fucking amazing. Really like locks in. So like but like so like that's that's cool and interesting. But yeah. like but like this one it's like it's it's fine yeah was it did it work well as a, as a palate cleanser for you after it's sober yeah it, it did uh jumping from all this this horror and spookiness and sexual violence yeah yeah not as much sexual violence here yeah, not this year yeah no it's just fine there's always next though it's sober um no yeah <laughs> but uh no no it, it it's but it's hard to come up with anything really specific to say did i have anything no not really Uh-oh. also yeah first person First person audiobook. That's the time to get a performer to breathe some light. Yeah, I really just go thing. for it. Yeah, it's one of those things that I wish I kind of read this like in that like the on on the page or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have had a different voice in my head. Who's who did you picture in your head playing uh, Kinsey Malone? Malone. I don't know. Mil-house. Think thinking about an actress in 1982. I I don't know. I guess I can't really think about who would be a good. 1982 actor. No, I mean like, like, like. How about this? If you were to get somebody to either now? to do like the audiobook, or for example, like if there was like if there was a movie or a TV show or whatever. I kind of picture like maybe like a Rachel McAdams or maybe a uh, a um, fighter era Amy Adams. Okay. Like what Amy Adams like when she's really tired looking, <laughs> like sharp objects. Amy Adams. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. I think that'd be a good good fit in my uh, mind. What I've, about you, bro? I have such a hard time picturing because I have that 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 actor's voice in my head where like she she sounds so like if you're she I felt like she was doing an impression of like a '40s era kind mm-hmm. of like like I oh no I did this uh, blah 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 it. It almost made the entire thing felt, and I feel like you had a different experience. It felt something very throwbacky. It felt yeah. something that like was very like noir almost. I believe that. Yeah. Which so I have a kind of different. I feel like I could have had a different story in my head if I just read it off the page. Sure. Fucking audiobooks. Who do you imagine, Daniel? Oh, I don't know. No, that's the thing. It's like you asked no. me a question that we don't have an answer to. Yeah. Well, that's fine. Whatever. I asked for your opinion. I didn't huh? ask you for the answer. <laughs> oh. yeah. But that's it. Gabriel. Fucking semantics. Fucking semantics. Fucking semantics. Gabriel. Yeah. There's one thing that we like to do when, okay. we, when we do a book. It's a little thing brought to us by our old fart friends. Old butt friends. From the from the, the stinkiest poop covered uh-huh. podcast ever. Clearly reveling in this election's results because <laughs> yeah. they're right winger dingers. <laughs> yes. Please listen to the Whip Around podcast hosted by our dear friends Sonny B. Hayes and Phil Laporta, mm-hmm. where they talk about all things weird news, science, and macabre. They're a great time. They're very good friends of ours. They're our kiss and cousin podcast. Oh my god. <laughs> and uh, Daniel, 
in honor of Shawnee B. Hayes. Bring it to me right away. 15 years from now, mm-hmm. a rando is going to say to you, hey, hey, buddy, do you know A's for alibi? Is this any good? What do you remember from it? I, I do remember those moments. I think it's that, uh, oh, I forget, I forget exactly where it was in their relationship. I, and I said this before in describing the story where, um, uh, I think they're, I think they're at dinner when Charlie did something and Kinsey immediately sees like like a danger in him mm-hmm. where all, she describes him as like even though she's attracted to him and is clearly into him she kind of sees like this like he's a man I should be scared of yeah and that doesn't like shudder that doesn't like close her instead she like is like still like eh, let's fuck you know I don't know she's into it like she's super she's super into it and I, like I said I, I dug that kind of element of, of, of Kinsey someone who like finds like a dangerous man like weird like sexually enticing for sure I mean, that's um, kind of you know what I, it's it's super uh, super obvious that veronica mars was inspired a lot by kinsey milhone that and that's definitely a hallmark of her character as well it's like like wow am i really that attracted to danger that's not good yeah so like i, I think there's that that one moment i think it was what they were on like a date was that on the like dinner, dinner, dinner date, right yeah, yeah that's mm-hmm. what it was okay gabriel yeah years from now when people remember hey there's a book called uh, is for alibi Applebee's. Apple <laughs> it's for Applebee's. Yeah. <laughs> I get a lot of kick from that. It's for Applebee's. Yeah. Uh, okay. But uh, Gabriel. I'm watching Daniel have like a, like a, just a, a please that's punch little moment. Right Come here. on. I just want to say that joke one more time. Go, go ahead. Go for it. Go a- for it. A is for Applebee's. <laughs> You're welcome. Daniel. Mic drop. Daniel, come back for an encore. Woo. Yeah, that's right. Stop counting the votes. <laughs> My ass is bleeding out. Oh, no. uh, yeah. Anyway, Gabriel, uh, what, 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 will be, what will you remember? What is your hazy memory? Gosh, there's a lot. Honestly, that because something like this is so, like, not, flat's the wrong word. It's so straightforward and blunt. It just kind of plods and proceeds mm. in terms of a mystery. I, I, There aren't that many, like, scenes and images that, that glue me. I just know that I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And if I remember anything about it, it's going to be like, oh, yeah. Um, I liked th- I, the, the suddenness of how it all ends. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I was reading the book, obviously, and like, it was today, finishing it up. And I'm like four pages from the end. I'm like, how is this going to... We're in, we're in the middle of a dark chase scene. Mm-hmm. How is this book going to end in three pages and then it just fucking does and how it ends is that uh basically the villain has uh mckenzie knocked down and the villain's about to shoot her kenzie pulls out her little mini handheld rocket grenade yeah shoots him with a with a grenade bad guy blows up Mm -hmm. freeze frame in the middle of his body flying all over the thing and just end (laughs) credit saying and the mystery was solved yeah (laughs) fatal fury i think it was called no fatal fury is the video game series i think it was called fatal fatal fury though i I think it has a different it was something fury it was something close to that it's a it's a movie that was covered in the the, 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 uh, youtube series uh best of the best love that so much i'll find it right all right that's also to your what's it called to your instagram yeah on on my instagram uh at Henry Cavill. Uh, <laughs> okay. That, Gabriel. Yeah. So let's, let's for now, let's, let's shove, shoot graph from the side. Bye, Kinsey. Yeah, and you know, maybe honestly, maybe we should at least do B. Yeah, let's do Maybe B. in December or something like that. Yeah, I know we it. kind of have a, like a, 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 what do you call it? Month planned ahead. Yeah, basically. we're going to, yeah, we have a bit of a planning to do. Yeah. Speaking of which, one second, let me get this shit out so I can fucking talk about this motherfucker. Oh, hey, do you remember when, uh, <laughs> Alec Trebek died today? Yeah. yeah that made me very, made me very sad. Yeah, hey man, his job is done. Yeah, basically. 
Uh, so Gabriel, mm-hmm. next week, the, you like? Do you like how my filler right there was super fucking serious? Yes, it was. While <laughs> you were just trying to load up something on your phone, I had, to, I had to bring up my phone, so it's like, hey, uh, a, a, man, a beloved man died today. Yeah, and then it's like, all right, shut up. Mm-hmm. I got the book open. That's fine. Yeah, whatever. whatever. It's cool. Right. Gabriel. Yeah. So next week, because uh, I know we have something planned in two weeks, right? Uh huh. Yeah. So uh, we have like a, a small little thing we can kind of slip in there. Yeah. Uh, and it's a little. It's a novella that is available standalone. I recommend. And getting it uh, an ebook form because it's only like three bucks. Tight. <clears throat> the story is called Man with No Name by Laird Baron. Okay. Baron with two, it's like Baron, but with two R's. It's like Baird of Laren. Yeah. And like, yeah, it's something that I kind of, uh, it's an author I literally looked up and discovered today. No, like yesterday. Mm. And then today I saw like, you know, like, oh, novella. It's about what? Okay, cool. And I bought it, it was three bucks. And I'm like, I'm like a quarter into it. Right Sounds now. rad. So looking forward to that. That's next week. Okay. Uh, let's hold off. Should we talk about what we're going to do in two weeks? Uh, we might as well, I guess. Yeah, Gabriel, what are we doing in two weeks? In two weeks from now, we are going for my birthday pick. Birthday! I get to have an indulgence. So we are having my dear friend, Matt Struck, host a really That's late right. night of Matt Struck. Hilarious yeah. friend of the show. Um, He's come back here a few times before. Oh, we are going to be reading one of my all-time favorite books, what one that? that I read repeatedly. Like, and Rand. It's all Ayn Rand. We're doing Atlas Shrugged. Atlas Shrugged. We're gonna we're gonna completely ambush Matt. He's gonna he's gonna come there having read this dumb fucking memoir. <laughs> Can you imagine? If I, I would love that idea. The, the the only down the only reason why we're not gonna do that joke is because Atlas Shrugged is long. Oh. <laughs> yeah. No, that's okay. it. No, no, it's not in the fact that it's mean. He comes in. I bet Matt would love that. that. But he'd find it hilarious. He would. But we are doing one of my all time favorite books. We are doing Steve Martin's memoir about his career as a stand up called um, Born Standing Up. Born Standing Born Up. Born Standing Up. Yeah, so that's going to be fun. Yeah, it's a great book. Yeah. Have you started it already, Daniel? No, not yet. Uh, it's only like four hours long or whatever, so. Yeah, get the audiobook. It's great. That's great. No, plus he reads it, right? Yeah. You fucking better. You fucking that reads it like bitch. hell. Gabriel! Yeah! I want you to plug. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't done it already, please check out Self-Evident Asian America Stories at a Cultural Heritage Documentary Podcast. Wow. A cultural heritage documentary podcast. I'm trying to see how fast I could go. Uh, everyone right now uh, thinks that they accidentally hit the fast forward button. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I'm like that guy in Saved by the Bell. Um, Skeeter. Yes. Skeeter. <laughs> Maybe. Hank, Hank. So it's a cultural heritage documentary podcast about the Asian American experience. I contributed to season one, episode three, the talk we were supposed to have. I'm very proud of it. It's about my life. So please give that a listen and give that a rate and review. Season two is going strong and it's really, really heavy, but it's really, really good. Mm. Um, besides that, listen to the other Top Gallant radio show, um, AP Film, taught by film school professionals, where professors Milo Morones and Katie Kometz discuss film because and make their own film school because they couldn't go to film school because their parents like refused to let them and they're born on the run they're born standing up let's come on feel the noise born standing up it's a great time they talk about film and talk about movies and they antagonize each other and they play games it's a hoot i really enjoy the show myself and um uh check out this show that I produce now. I mean, they don't need they don't need our listeners. They don't need neither does all the wondery shows. That's but, you true. Know. <laughs> a maximum fun show. Uh, One bad mother, hosted by Biz Ellis and Teresa Thorne. It is a really really great show where they talk about um, parenthood, non judgment, like non judgmental like living and self care in regards to motherhood and fatherhood. And I produce that fucker, and it's really rad. I'm very glad to be part of Maximum Fun. Mm-hmm. And follow me on Instagram at read.richards. Read like reading a book, Daniel. 
Yeah, so you can follow me on Twitter at TopGountRadio. Twitter! Uh, right now I'm at Slow Readers on Instagram. I might change that soon. But uh, but that said, uh, yeah, I do also want to uh, uh, point our listeners to all like the Wondery shows. I pointed out last week mm. that there's another Wondery show coming out called Do No Harm. Um, and I, there it has been another show that I've actually uh, been editing for them that is coming out uh, on the 17th. So this week we have Do No Harm. Yeah. Uh, that's going to start premiering on the 11th of November. Yeah. And then on the 17th, Jacked. Mm. Uh, 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 all about Whoopi Goldberg. All about Whoopi Goldberg. No, not at all. Uh, why was she in the movie Jacked or something? That's a movie called Jumpin' Jack Flash. Oh, okay. All right. I gotta get it. But um, no, it, that's a show. On the, that's a, it's based on the New Jack Swing, uh, uh, like music genre, or whatever that was popular in like like the late '80s, early '90s. Love New Jack Swing. Uh, about the about the group Guy, um, and yeah, produced and hosted by uh, Taraji B Henson, uh, hey. Academy Award nominated actor. Uh, Daniel, are you collecting like like all sorts of salacious tape on her? <laughs> no, just like us getting your outtakes. No, I just it's one you know it's one of those things where like I don't reg- I do not regret not being their voice coach uh-huh. because like any like poor uh, Taraji you know there's acting and there's also reading hours of like a script so yeah. like just hearing her be like I'm so tired. We've done a lot of it like yeah. not a lot you've done you and I have done our fair share of it and it's fucking exhausting. Yeah, and if you're an Academy Award nominee actor who is the lead of a very popular tv show mm-hmm. it's not any easier yeah, <laughs> yeah. jesus christ but, so like it, it's it's exhausting and like so she but yeah it's her she produced it so like she fucking knows it's her baby she like knows these people too yeah, like cool. in the thing so it's really exciting i can't wait for people to listen to it also checked out check out again dr death season two just started listening to it it's already very very painful yes uh the most uh the top uh, uh podcast on Apple and Apple Podcasts. Pfft, that's always an awkward thing to say. Yeah, it's the it's the number one show on Apple Podcasts uh, right now. So I'm very excited about that. That's that's very exciting. It's uh, we're almost at the end. Um, and also, I'm sorry to go on for so long about my, my plugs, but we're busy. Last week, uh, if you remember, I was like, I have not heard episode three, mm-hmm. so like I don't know what happens in it. And also, I was like, also I, I don't know who cut it together, right? So I, I listened to the episode. Mm-hmm. I skipped to the end credits. And Gabriel, do you know who edited it? Who? Daniel Gonzalez. <laughs> so you know what that means? There's Dallas? another one. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. What if like like that like that's why you got hired? They're like, we must have an army of only Daniel Gonzalez's. Yeah, th- it's like this weird. It's like a k- Kagamusha thing. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> You have a shadow double editor. Someone's like, "Listen, I, I'm, I need to fade away into the darkness." Yes. Oh no, I don't know what that is. That's a thing. Yeah, you you, you kind of him. That, that's a thing. I need to build on that. But yeah, but no, there's Doctor Death season two. There's Guru. Also check out my fiction uh, available wherever you get your ebooks uh, on paperback, uh, Amazon. There, The Shadow from the Deep, and A Cook in the Kingdom. Yeah. Oh, okay. We're I'm, professionals. I'm so fucking tired. I'm hungry. Yeah, let's get a fucking burrito, dude. Oh, I hate podcasting. Bye, everybody. It's the worst. Jesus fucking shit. <laughs> I hate everything. Top Gallant Radio, brought to you by Daniel Gonzalez and Gabe Mara.